You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Oh, yeah, boy. Welcome back to the Nine Finger Chronicles podcast. I had a cup of coffee and a can of Mountain Dew, so I'm freaking jacked right now. Uh, and the crappy part about that is, is that I won't go to bed when I'm supposed to, and I'll be up all night. But that's good for you. I can put out more content. Anyway, anyway, on the podcast today, we are going to be talking about trail cameras, and specifically Exodus trail cameras. And um, they have a couple unique selling features that uh, I think you guys are going to find interesting. So uh, keep an ear out for that. Um, also, make sure you guys are, you stay tuned all the way till the end of the podcast. Exodus uh, is um, going is taking part of the giveaway this week, and uh, I'm going to fill you in on how you can win one of their trail cameras. So uh, enjoy the podcast, guys. All right, on the phone with me now is Matt Klein of Exodus Trail Cameras. How's it going today? Dan, I'm doing fantastic, man. How are you doing? Good. Now, before we get started today, the last time I talked with you, you said, I'm busy for, at the ATA show, you said, I'm busy for four days. I can't schedule this, uh, this interview in four days because you were chasing a deer. Did you get him? No. Otherwise, uh, I'd probably be even more excited than I typically am. <laughs> Did you see him at all? You know what? I, uh... I run a trail camera company, so, so it helps, but like I put these cameras up in, um, in November in a brand new area that I had never hunted. And we were busy chasing this giant 190 inch, uh, typical 12. And so I put these cameras up as like a preliminary, just scouting type thing for next year in another area. And I went back in mid December and wouldn't you know it, I had a giant nine that probably probably grossed like 160, man. He was just a giant nice. nine point. And, and uh, so somebody had killed that 12 I was after. And um, so I thought, you know what, we've got some some good late season days coming. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hang like 10 cameras up before Christmas and try to pattern this nine point. And I'm not going to go back in there until I'm ready to hunt him. So 
we had the ATA show, you know, Christmas and the ATA show. And uh, so I'm thinking, man, I'm going back in there because I had all these daylight pictures in the rut. And, and then yeah. all the way up to like the 5th of de- December, I had daylight pictures of this deer. So I went back in there last week right at the beginning of muzzleloader season here in Ohio. And I was, my hopes were high, dude. I checked 12 cameras over the course of two days of starting to hunt this deer did not have a single picture of him or any other mature deer. For that. <laughs> so I kind of ended up like scouting for, for four days and never really ended up hunting. Even if you own a trip, that just goes to show, even if you own a trail camera company, if they're not there, they're not there. Yeah, so so when you kill a big one, everybody's like, "Wow, well, he owns a trail camera company, so right. you can kill a big one." When you don't, they're like, "You own a trail camera company. Why can't you kill a big deer?" So, all right, Matt, what I want you to do, how we're going to start this off, I want you to um, basically what you do at Ex- Exodus, and then I want you to say, you know, give me provide us who you are, what you do for the company, and uh, and a little bit of company history. How long has Exodus been around? Yeah. So again, my name is Matt Klein. Um, I'm president and one of the founders of Exodus Outdoor Gear, which is essentially right now is Exodus Trail Cameras. Um, we've been in business now. We just celebrated our one year official in business anniversary, which is exciting for a new company because, you know, most companies in this industry really don't get off the ground. So it's been a it's been a blessing in that sense. Um, the story of Exodus really is just one of waiting on somebody else to start a company that I could get behind and waiting several years for that. And it just kind of never happened. Um, I just kind of got tired. We, we were managing a big lease, uh, when my business partner or one of them, Chad and I, uh, decided to start Exodus. We were managing a big deer lease in Southern Ohio. I was working construction back in Maryland, um, and in the greater DC beltway area. And was driving about seven hours to hunt this giant deer lease down in, in southern Ohio. It's about 1,400 acres. And uh, <clears throat> I was getting down there week after week to find issues with my trail cameras. And at this point in life, I think, you know, most of us younger guys have, have grown up pretty much with trail cameras now. But if really for any serious deer hunter, trail cameras are about as important as your bow is. And when you get down you know, after a seven hour drive and, and you start pulling your cameras and cards, trying to figure out how you're going to hunt for that weekend on limited vacation days, it, it starts to really kick you in the butt when, when, you know, one's got water inside of it and it's not working. One took pictures for a day and then who knows the batteries died. One was stolen. So as we started to watch these things just drop off like flies and watch the investment dollar wise that we had spent on these things just be put to waste after two years. Um, we started to look at, you know, a better way to do it. And, you know, there are some, some more quality trail cameras on the market, not to get into naming names or anything, but we just couldn't afford them. And I'm a, I'm a young guy, I'm married 26. I got two young kids. Um, you know, working a construction job at the time, I just couldn't afford to buy a bunch of $500 cameras. And, uh, so that's kind of where the birthplace of Exodus started. It was, it was one of those things where we were watching all these companies and other industries start up and really take, take hold in their industries because they were willing to take care of their customers. Um, you know, there's, there's so many examples throughout, throughout the business world these days of companies that are really started on, on, uh, social responsibility, I'd call it. 
So <clears throat> we decided we were going to start a trail camera company. We were going to build quality products that we would buy as consumers and could afford as consumers. But we wanted to be able to build them to last more than what we were getting. So we, from day one, we, uh, we decided we were going to put guarantee our cameras for five years. Um, and that's kind of our, that's what most people hear of when they first hear of Exodus is we have a five-year warranty on all of our cameras. Um, we guarantee them just about, I mean, the only thing we don't guarantee is like a flood or lightning or something like that. Um, so we guarantee our cameras for five years. Uh, <laughs> on top of that, if your camera is damaged or stolen, we give you a new camera 50% off. And the way we're able to do that and keep it affordable is, Dan, you and I were chatting a little bit about it at the ATA show, but we're what's called a direct-to-consumer company. And uh, I think you had wrote a, a post about it the other day, a little bit about direct-to-consumer companies, and I would heard you and Mark talk about it on the other podcast. Is that right? Yep, a little bit. Yeah, so I can dive in a little bit more. I mean, it's it's basically what a direct-to-consumer company is, just like it sounds. Um, you know, 30 years ago, I say this a lot, but 30 years ago, the I guess the environment that hunters were in was a little bit different. So we didn't have the we didn't have the technology at our fingertips. 30 years ago, people went in their local bow shop or Cabela's or their box retailer stores to be educated by the pro shop or you know the 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 people that were on staff, the manager, whoever the authoritative figure in that store was that could kind of teach you about these products and what you want to look for. And that's why we went into stores to be educated back then. Whereas today it's so much different. Most of us walk into Best Buy knowing more about the camera we want to purchase than the 16 year old kid that's, you know, there just to watch the floor. And that's kind of the thing is, is we saw that and, and so many new tech companies have come out now and gone direct to the consumer because they can reach them with the power of the web and most people don't realize just how much products are marked up by big box retailers. But for us, it was like, okay, we can make our camera, mark it up 100%. So we, we double the cost and sell it. We sell it to a distributor who puts their markup on it. And then they sell it to Cabela's who puts their markup on it. So you end up paying about four times what it costs to make a product um, on, the end, on the end price of what you're paying for a product. Where we saw a difference was, okay, well, let's cut out those middlemen. Let's sell direct to the, the customer. We can do more with our policies and our customer service and really connect more with our customers and on top of that, save them money. So that's kind of the whole difference maker when it comes to Exodus trail cameras. Um, you have best-in-class cameras. Our cameras really stack up with any other uh, top-end camera on the market right now. And then on top of that, we have the longest warranty uh, in the industry and our theft policy is is just not happening anywhere else and on top of that we're about half the cost of the top end cameras on the market so if you were to be selling direct to a cabela's or to a, a bass pro shop your camera in store would probably cost somewhere around two uh excuse me 450 dollars yeah it would probably be i think we had run some studies and it would have been about 399 to to 450 gotcha Gotcha. So, so then what, what I'm hearing is I am getting a trail camera and I see your price point here on the uh, website is 209. 
So what I'm what I'm getting is I'm getting a four hundred to four hundred and fifty dollar trail camera for two hundred and ten bucks. Yeah. So average retail price is two ten to two twenty nine on our debut camera, the Exodus Lift. And um, so yeah, that's that's where our big thing is. So you're getting that camera at half cost, and on top of that, you know, we could never do our our five year warranty if we were going to go to a big box retailer. Right. It just it wouldn't be something that we could keep our our hand on, our thumb on the pulse of, you know, what was going on. So, yeah, yeah, that's that's what it basically it boils down to. So as of right now, you just have one camera, right? All right. Yeah, we have the Exodus Lift. It's a 12 megapixel black flash, uh, no glow shooter. Um, it uh, <laughs> it is, uh, you know, I talk about it a lot. It's it's hard to just, you know, it's hard to just spew out a list of specifications and get you to understand the difference in a camera. But if you go to our site and check it out, I mean, we we really kind of reinvented this camera from the ground up, kind of staying in the realm of cameras. It would be familiar to anybody that's used a popular trail camera these days, but the way that we kind of set out to make these things last, we really did a lot of things to make them, to build them in a, in a higher quality, uh, uh, you know, in our higher, higher quality mission. So it's not something that you can just, it's kind of like an iPhone trying to explain to somebody why an iPhone's cool is you just have to put your hands on it, you know? So that's why, that's why, or you can watch some of the videos we have over at our website, but, um, we're going to be doing a lot of the trade shows this year. Um, you know, the Harrisburg show in Pennsylvania, great American outdoor show, the Iowa deer classic, uh, the QDMA show. And that's a good time for people to put their hands on it and kind of feel our cameras and, and get a sense of why they're, they're, they're different and why we're able to back them up the way we are. And, and speaking of that quality, I know you said, you know, you don't, you don't really want to spew all the details, but what what is something that you're focused on when you sit down to design a trail camera and out pops the trail camera that you're currently selling what was your main focus or or a couple main focuses uh, well a couple things yeah so longevity first and foremost when we 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 held that bar i mean we we said that we were going to have a 5 year warranty from day 1 so we couldn't really release a product until we felt um, through all of our testing and accelerated life testing and stuff like that, that, that we had a product that would stand up to the elements for that long. So longevity was our first and, and, and foremost priority. Two was, um, I don't know how you would say it is just, uh, creating the most low impact device that we could in the deer woods. So Chad Sylvester is one of the other founders of Exodus and myself. We, we're what you would call, I guess, big woods deer hunters. Um, you know, m- most people don't think about that when they think about Ohio, but some places in Southern Ohio are just giant big woods areas that these deer grow to extremely old age classes. And then I do a lot of hunting in, in West Virginia, um, on national forest land and stuff like that. Um, so to me, the deer that we hunt in those types of conditions are less inclined to intrusion than most of your even you know even when you're talking about a seven or eight year old six seven or eight year old midwest deer you know a five or six year old big woods deer just will not tolerate anything so so focusing on this camera to make it as quiet as uh as as blacked out like the black flash type stuff um doing all of those things was 
priority number one because I think at this point most cameras take pretty good pictures you know most of us aren't photographers so you know you get to a certain point and it's like okay yeah I can I can read I, I can tell what kind of deer I'm looking at so obviously we wanted to create a really nice picture taking camera but on top of that was just what we're all in this thing to do which is kill big mature deer most of the time those were the core focuses of what we do. Um, on top of that, when you talk about picture quality, because our cameras black flash, one thing that's always plagued black flash cameras is nighttime picture quality and flash range. Because you're eliminate or because you're emitting such a low amount of light that you know it's almost virtually uh, invisible to the human eye. Because you're emitting so little light, it's hard to get a quality picture at nighttime. And that's something we spent a lot of time focusing on. Um, so it's, uh, <clears throat> I think we, you know, I'm biased, but I think we have the best black flash trail camera photos on the market, hands down. I really do believe that. Um, you know, you can talk about trigger speed and all this different stuff. I'll tell you, trigger speed, we've got a 0.9 second trigger speed, which is, in my opinion, as good as it needs to be for most game. Um, but, you know, there's other companies that have a quarter second or, or, or a tenth of a second. But to me, the most important things are the things that are going to affect the, the big mature deer that I'm hunting. And, and being able to count points at nighttime in nighttime pictures is huge to me. Making sure that I'm not spooking game, huge to us. Um, another thing was making sure that we're not filling up memory cards with blank images. Uh, so we, we turn the sensitivity settings down in our cameras a little bit. Uh, you know, it, it's one of those things where if, if, if you have a squirrel passing our camera at 35 feet, uh, it's probably not going to get a picture of him, but you will not get the false images, the blank images that fill up your card on our cameras like you get on a lot of other people's cameras. So, so those, are kind of the, those are kind of the things that we focused on um, on this camera. So when it – and you mentioned something about trigger speed, and that's something that's always intrigued me with – um, a trail camera and I, you know, some of the trail cameras that I use right now, you get a, a trail camera of the first deer coming down the lane and then you get the ass end of the, the second or third deer that comes down the lane. What is considered, I guess, what is considered fast for a trigger speed? Well, it changes every year. So three years ago, anything under one second was fast. Um, now, <clears throat> you know, Reconyx and Cuddyback back, you know, five, six years ago, we're, we're doing some, some, we're doing the fastest trigger speeds on the market. Um, these days, most of the competitor, most of the playing field is pretty level. So most of the playing field now is under one second. If you're running a trail camera, that's over one second trigger speed. It's, it was probably not made in the last two years because most of them are pretty fast. Um, at, le at least name brand trail cameras. Um, but from everything that I've done, and as far as the testing, we've tested every camera on the market, picked out the things we liked, picked out the things we didn't like, and, and kind of really torn everything that was out there apart. And if you can get under one second, you're pretty much fast enough for, for most game. And that's kind of the thing. Now, your video triggers are always going to be a little slower than, than your um, photo triggers. 
because essentially your trigger speed is just how fast the camera wakes up and then how fast that data can start writing to the card. So if video is a bigger file, it takes a little bit longer to start writing. Um, typically your video trigger speeds are about a second longer than your photos. Um, so, so a lot of people that post videos of deer, you know, that are, that are half in the shot and being chased or does being chased by buck, um, videos a little slower. So I usually get that, but these days photos, you should be able to get the first deer on the trail. And some of it, some of it isn't necessarily uh, trigger speed related. Some people put a less than quality PIR sensor that even though the camera would wake up if it was detecting, um, you know, that PIR sensor isn't, isn't detecting anything. So it, it's all about the quality components in, in a camera. Gotcha. So next question is temperature. Um, and not so much the high temperatures like into the hundreds, but low, really cold, freezing, below freezing temperatures. Um, I remember the very first trail camera I ever had, and it would stop working at 32 degrees. If it was below 32 degrees, I would not get pictures. <laughs> well, what kind of batteries were you running in it? Uh, the, the big double D, uh, the D's yeah. batteries. I mean, so it was, uh, it was an old they were older. It was like one of the first SD uh, ones to come out. Talk gotcha. on talk on temperature wise here. Are, are is uh, Exodus trail cameras are are they working no matter what the temperature? Uh, yeah, to an extent. I mean, um, so lithium AA cell batteries that have that have emerged over the last couple of years have really taken the trail camera game to a whole other level. So um, with lithium energizer batteries. Lithium energizer cells, uh, AA cells, they are um, guaranteed down to negative 40 degrees. So they go to some pretty cold extents. Um, if you get below that, then you're just out of luck. I'm sorry. but uh, <laughs> You but, live in uh, the wrong part of the country. Yeah, you, you just need to go out and watch game. You can't take pictures of them. But, uh, but anyway, so alkaline batteries – the batteries that most of us are typically running, most trail camera users are typically running alkaline batteries. Um, and I'm actually about to do a really big blog post on this because there's a lot of confusion around batteries. But alkaline batteries um, use a water-based electrode. So at 32 degrees, they start to freeze. And when they freeze, they just don't work. They don't have the capacity. Um that they're supposed to. So the further you get below 32 degrees, the worse your alkaline batteries are going to, are going to have that freezing effect and the worse your trail cameras are going to perform. So most trail cameras on the market. Now, if you put these lithium double A's in them, um, will go pretty far down into the single digits. Uh, most, most of your, you know, somewhat decently quality trail cameras. I mean, maybe not your $70 specials, but, but anyways, the, uh, the Exodus Lift, our debut camera, uh, we've tested it down to negative 12. And when you get to that range, the LCD screen has some, has some, you've seen, you've run, you've, you've videoed hunts before, Dan. You've probably, you've probably dealt with your LCD screen having issues in, in, uh, in very cold temperatures. So you'll have some of those issues, but the camera itself will continue taking pictures down to the mid teens, uh, mid negative teen range. Gotcha. 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 With those lithium batteries, with with alkaline, it's it's usually totally done at like ten degrees. Gotcha, gotcha. So when it comes to 
I guess when you when you're sitting around, let's say you we we have a trail camera out, or you guys have a trail camera out. What is what's next for you guys? Is is there when when you guys sit around your table and you have your product development meetings? What comes next? Um. So ba- you mean after we've built a camera, or well, I mean, right now you have one camera out. Mm-hmm. So I take it you're going to make more someday. You're going to add SKUs, um, and maybe you guys haven't reached that part because you're only a year old, but. What, you know, what's some of the talk coming out of your guys' camp about um, adding more SKUs to your lineup? Yeah. So <laughs> just as far as SKUs go, I mean, you know, just accessory type stuff. We have we have some accessory type stuff that we uh, have released here recently, you know, security box, uh, working on a battery pack, solar pack, stuff like that. But as far as the hard hitters, our, our new cameras, we're working on two new cameras right now that are going to hit shells. Uh, this, well, not shells, uh, hit our Internet site, I guess, uh, uh, in the summertime of this year. So we've got uh, we've got a cheaper camera that that folks have been asking for, kind of more of a bare bones type camera. And we've got a little bit more of an advanced camera coming out um, that can't I can't give all the details away yet because we're still testing a lot of this stuff just to make sure we're not giving people false information. But, uh, um, you know, our advanced trail camera is going to have a better trigger speed. It's going to it's going to have some of the things you would want in a more um, premium type product. And then, uh, you know, our cheaper camera is going to have going to kind of be a, like I said, a bare bones version. So it won't have a big LCD viewer. It'll be kind of a single line LCD screen. Um, and, and those are kind of the things we're working, working on for this summer. So they'll kind of, they'll kind of take the, they'll take the lower and higher price point of where our camera's at now. Gotcha. Is there, when, when someone is sitting in a store or they're online doing research about trail cameras and they're trying to figure out what trail camera that they want to buy. What is, what are some important things that consumers need to need to think about before buying a trail camera? Um, well, let me, let me, let me interrupt once just because, and I'm going to, I'm going to talk just on what, what I see on the hunting channels. Okay. So on the hunting channels, pretty much all you see is Trigger speed, trigger speed, video mode, 12 mega, you know, high megapixels. Okay. But for me, and I'm sure a lot of the listeners, you know, all I care about is it takes pictures of what it does its job while I'm out there. So, so while, while myself and the rest of the listeners are, are starting our research for, you know, this next year on what trail camera to buy, what should we be thinking about? Um, I think a lot of people try to, I think a lot of people try to save money on trail cameras and that's fine. I mean, depending on your, I mean, we're all at different phases of our hunting journey. You know, um, some of us are going after, you know, the next Boone and Crockett deer. Some of us just kind of like to get out on the weekends and it's cool to get pictures. So it depends on which part of your journey you're in. I think just like you can spend $500 on a bow. You can spend $2,000 on a bow if you want to. It's, it's kind of the same thought process. What I will say is, you know, all the old adages of you get what you pay for, you, uh, you know, you can't afford cheap tools. All of those things do certainly stack up when it comes to trail cameras. Um, the one thing I would say is people that, 
people that really skirt on price have to be careful because they're going to end up a lot of times paying out the difference. One in batteries because batteries add up very fast. And a lot of these lower end trail cameras that are used in C or, or D cell batteries, um, they become very expensive to run after a little while. Uh, so that's something that I, I try to tell people a lot is look, you know, even though you're getting a camera for $70, if it costs you eight bucks a month to put batteries or 10 bucks a month to put batteries in the thing, it only takes a year that you could have bought a really nice camera for the, you know, for the same amount of money. Um, the other thing would obviously be, you know, just because of our business model and in my personal experience would be the longevity of these things. Most camera companies put a one year warranty on their cameras and they really intend for that thing to not, <laughs> to not last a whole lot longer than that because it's an opportunity. Um, so those would be two things that I think, you know, people kind of get sticker shock at the upfront price of a camera. But I, I kind of talk about it a lot is it's not as important as our daughter's as our daughter's birthday. <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't buy a $70 camera to video my daughter's birthday. You know, like I, I want, I want something that's going to create a memory for, for years to come. So if you think about that, if I can't get a decent camera for $70, like a point and shoot camera, how am I going to put a camera out in the woods? that's going to stay there 365 in the sun, all that UV exposure, all that, all that moisture exposure, the freeze and the thaw in the spring, like it's really these devices <laughs> they get put through the ringer so you know if you see these things as tools and you're at that point in your hunting career where where um you know you're you're taking it to that next level you're you're you know you you've decided you're only going to exclusively hunt mature deer um you really want to manage your farm trail cameras are one of the quintessential pieces of that puzzle and and I would I would I would say buy less buy two cameras instead of five because they're going to last you longer. And, and whether that's our brand or another kind of more premium trail camera brand, I, I would strongly encourage that because I think you're going to get years more enjoyment out of a camera that uh, takes better pictures, has more features, um, is going to always be there or always be working when you go up and, and check it. I mean, I think the, I think the value of that is, is well beyond that fifty dollars that you're saving, or a hundred dollars that you're saving. Gotcha. Where where are your uh, cameras manufactured? They're manufactured in China. So a lot of people ask us that. That's obviously one of the ways that we're able to keep costs down. Um, and actually, you know, we have a we have kind of a five year goal to to start bringing a good bit of our manufacturing process to the states. Um, uh, we talk a lot about the, the the process of starting a United States manufactured company, and it's a it's a difficult process. So for us, we have to do a lot of volume for it to make sense. Um, so we're just not there yet on the volume side because it's a big investment to create your own manufacturing line. Um, but as we grow this company, that's kind of one of our one of our we feel our social responsibilities is to start bringing pieces of that manufacturing process back here, uh, as long as we can still keep our products affordable to, to our customers. And I think that's a big part of who we are. So, but I, different than most camera companies, um, we quality control test every camera that goes out, not one in 10, not one in a hundred, every camera that goes out, we quality control tested here in our Ohio, our Ohio facility. And, uh, we package our cameras here. We service them. Um, and uh, we do we we do a lot of our operations here in Ohio. 
Gotcha. So there's seven trail, seven or eight trail cameras to choose from. A guy has made his decision. He's he's narrowed it down to t- ten or whatever, and he has his money and he's got. He's like, okay, I'm getting ready to buy a trail camera. Why should this guy or girl buy an Exodus trail camera? That's a good question, man. Um, you know, it's funny because before we started this company, we kind of, we kind of, me personally, I was, uh, I was one of those guys that people came to for trail camera advice. Cause I was just, I used them a lot. You know, I've got a guy that I go to for bow advice when my bows, you know, my cams are something's twisted or whatever. And <clears throat> so I was one of those guys that people came to for trail camera advice. And the big thing to me is, is once you figure out your budget, you can figure out who the best player in that that budget range is. For me, I think the price range that we're in covers all budgets. So if you're wanting to buy a $500 camera, I think there's an I think you're going to get everything you'd want in that $500 camera from an Exodus camera at half the price. If you only have $150 or or you you think you only want to spend $150, if you replace that camera t- once in that 5-year period, um, you know, it would have saved you money to buy an Exodus from the beginning. And, you know, most of the, the life testing that we've done on cameras, most of the cameras under, under $200 aren't lasting longer than three years. So, so that's a huge part of it. Um, I think that, uh, as far as features go, any camera that you can think of under $250, we're kind of right there with features. Um, so there's not a whole lot of, there's not a whole lot of performance things that you can say, oh, well, your camera doesn't do this because we do most of them. And most of these cameras these days these days do pretty much what all the other ones do. So when it just comes down to reliability, durability, your investment in Exodus is going to weigh out in the long run. Um, and then on top of that, our customer service. So right now you can go to our website and there's a number there uh, that you text the word call to. And within five minutes, one of the owners of the company, me, Chad, um, our other owner, Steve, or one of the guys that helped us build the the camera is going to call you back within five minutes. So that's kind of a big part of our customer service mission is if you're out in the field in November, um, something goes wrong with your Exodus camera and you call us up and you tell me, hey, look, I don't know. The camera just didn't come on. I'm going to overnight you a new camera with the return label in the box so you can send the old one back. But I don't want to interrupt your hunt. I mean, you only have two weeks vacation. So that's kind of, that's kind of our mission on the customer service end. And I think really separates us from the other guys um, is just trying to be one of those companies that, that gets it, you know, that gets what we're all about. Gotcha. Well, I tell you what, man, it's uh, some interesting things you got going here with uh, Exodus and uh, uh, you know, I wish you the best of luck, you know, it's a, and I've talked to some other guys who have started um, businesses in the hunting industry. It's a big mountain to climb, and Heck yeah. uh, <laughs> you know I love seeing I love seeing the the quote unquote little guys succeed just as much as you know hearing about the new products and stuff from the big guys. So uh, I I really wish you luck. Well, I appreciate it, man. I I just have to ask you one thing. What's that? 
you gotta let me. So we're doing this little trip here in a couple weeks, and we're gonna be uh, we're gonna be coming driving out through the Midwest and meeting up with some of the outfitters that are customers of ours. You gotta let me stop and put a camera up on the shed where you almost shot that booner this year. <laughs> Come on out. Come on out. <laughs> oh man, that was crazy. Yeah, it's uh, it's, it's a real deal. Heck yeah, that's uh, it's funny man because it just. Big deer, man. They're a whole nother animal, and we just never, we can never get enough of them. I'm telling you, it's crazy. You're addicting. Well, I tell you what. Thanks for coming on the show. Anything else you'd like to say to the uh, to the listeners before uh, before we part ways? Yeah. So my email address is mkline, and I don't know if you can put this in the show notes, but mkline, which is k l i n e, at exodusoutdoorgear.com. Um, if you guys have any questions at all, email me day or night, um, text our call line. It's, it's really one of those things where we're just, we're here to help. I mean, honestly, at the end of the day, it's, uh, it's, it's what we love. This, this stuff is, is not work to us. This is, this is everything we've always wanted to do. So any questions you guys have, if we can, if we can answer anything for you, if you want to know anything else about the company, about us, about anything, just feel free to get a hold of us. Um, we're available anytime. And uh, go ahead and shout out your website and uh, social media avenues so they can go and uh, check those out, those out as well. Yeah, so you can go to exodusoutdoorgear.com um, and you can find out more about the lift cam um, and stay up to date on, on some of the stuff we have coming out this summer. Uh, Facebook.com slash exodusoutdoorgear. And then uh, we're pretty big on Instagram if you, if you find us on there at uh, Exodus Trail Cameras. Perfect. Perfect. All right. Well, hey, thanks for uh, letting me interview you and uh, good luck uh, in the trail camera biz. Heck yeah, man. I appreciate it. And there you have it. Another podcast in the books. Uh, Be sure to look those guys up. And uh, they have decided that they want to give one trail camera away to to the listeners of this podcast. So here's how you're going to win. First thing you need to do is go to the Nine Finger Chronicles Facebook page. Make sure you like it, first of all. And then make sure you like the post that this podcast is mentioned in. Then you need to share this post uh, on your own personal Facebook page. And uh, that just allows more people to uh, hear about their products. And then I need you to go to the ninefingerchronicles.com podcast page where the uh, where this podcast uh, it has been originally launched and in the comment section below hashtag Exodus and uh, th- doing those three things that will get you entered into the enter into the drawing and I will pick uh, a winner next week and uh, that's how you win like the Facebook post Share the Facebook post and make sure you comment in the comments uh, section of the Nine Finger Chronicles blog page on the website, hashtag Exodus. So uh, thank you very much for listening and remember, wear your damn safety harness.